Uh, all right, so welcome everyone to the, uh, what are we at, week 14? AGFFA report, episode 13, I think, something like that. Do you guys believe we've been doing this consistently every week? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed that we actually kept it up. Um, we're going into the week two of the uh, AGFFA playoffs and uh, including the consolation uh, bracket as well. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm here it. with Gumby, Jeff, and Dan. How you guys doing? He's doing well. Hey, boys. Uh, oh, oh, go ahead. What was that, Jeff? <clears throat> Just said, hey, boys. Hey, boys. Uh, Gumby pulled off a big win this past week. Uh, over yes, indeed. Yeah, Dad, we, we I, I thought you actually had the best chance after, like, the first set of games. Um, yeah, because I was hanging in there with him. He had, like, four players, and I think I had three. And uh, uh, it was okay. Ben, I needed Ben to go off. He needed a couple more touchdowns, you know, and some to Claypool. Claypool didn't do much in that game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Was, I mean, I was in it. If Claypool had a 15 point game, that probably means Ben has, what did he have, a 38? He probably could have had a 50 point game against the, the R. Yeah, I was, I was hoping for 50 and Claypool with 20, you know? Yeah, it could have definitely been a different game if. I can't believe they look past the the, the R words, the, the football team, but whatever. You know, is they're, what they're, they're not a bad team, you know. Their their defense is pretty good. No, their we were talking is, about this. We were talking yeah, about this the other day, my dad and I, and that uh, you know their record is not reflective of just the talent that they have, and they got a good coach now too. And it took them some growing pains, but they've got a really stout defense. And offensively, they're really efficient. I mean, and you know, you're looking at Alex Smith, and you know, through Alex the game. Smith. I was looking at his numbers and he's putting up, you know, he's completing 68, 69, 70% of his passes. I'm like, it's just a, one of those really efficient, don't take a lot of chances, just get the first down. Have you looked at their defensive front? It's Oh, I got a good look of it this the past week. And they're, they're, ro they're rotating in like six pro bowlers. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, I know there's Sweat, there's the rookie Young. Who else is on that? Is Kerrigan still there? I think he's gone. Kerrigan's gone. Okay. They're, they've got a fantastic defensive front rotation. They don't wear down. It doesn't matter how many times you run the ball against them. They don't wear down because they've always got dudes. Well, I think the Steelers were, were bound to lose a game, especially the way they've been playing over the last few weeks. But, you know, that, that's one down. That's fine. Uh, they got to get the shit together, finish out the season, try to get that number one slot. If it's still, you know, I mean, they still have it, but. You know, they got to win. So Cleveland's still there. Cleveland's still hanging in there, too. Yeah, Cleveland, but, you know, we'll see how they do when we play them again. The right, year. right. But, yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't think, um, you know, we, we had, I don't think that we, that we got out talented by the Redskins. I don't, I don't think that's a talent matchup thing. I think that they found um, like a flaw structurally in how our defense works which you can fix a structural problem. You can't fix talent. Like you can't make a guy suddenly able to do more than he's capable of doing. But if there's like a flaw in your defensive scheme, you can fix that. And I think that that's, if anything, it's a, it's a bit of a, um, uh, a, not a wake up call, but a, a bit of a, Hey, this is fair warning. You can, if, if a team wants to, and they've got a good pass receiving back, yeah. then you better be prepared for that because they they will throw the ball. They, that will be open all the time with the scheme that we're playing. So if they figure that out 
It's a structural thing. It's not the end of the world. And like you said, Dad, they weren't going to go undefeated. We all knew that. They weren't like that level of talented, you know, team. They're I still thought they really were going good. undefeated. They had the, the schedule for it and everything. Obviously, the Bills this week is tough, and I think the Colts later on, but I, I actually thought it was possible. Yeah, it was. I'm a it was. Fan. I'm a homer, so. It was, but, you know, receiver, receivers are dropping the ball too much for Ben. Too many drop balls. The defense, the, the only real problem I saw with the defense was those little swing passes out to McKissick. There was nobody around, and he picks up 12 yards, hits the first down. You stop that shit, you know, especially on third down to pick up 12 yards, you know. I'm not so, a defensive coordinator, but is is it just like really hard to put a safety on a running back out of the backfield? I don't understand why those that's so that why that works as well as it does in the NFL in general. I think the safety would have to be too close to the line in order to make sure you cover him, you know, to not pick up the five or six yards that you're you're gonna get out of those screen type passes, you know? Or, or the, it just the seems like the, it, it works so effectively across the NFL, not just in that particular game, that no team really defends that particularly well. Well, we, don't, we, we try to run like a hybrid um, linebacker slash safety down at the line of scrimmage a lot. Like we run a 3-4, but a lot of times we're running like an extra safety slash linebacker. That's what um, Mike, what's the guy from last year? Mark Barron was supposed to be that guy last year. Um, and that turned out to be nothing. Uh, but now we use Mike, Mike Hilton, who's more like a cornerback in that position, probably because of the depth issues that we got And Avery Williamson wasn't there. I think another problem though, last week against Washington, and this, this is not, I don't know if anybody's talked about this, but when Robert Spillane got injured and he was out of the game, we forget that Robert Spillane is the quarterback of the defense. He calls the plays and he, he calls out the line, the, the, uh, the formation and make sure everybody's on the same page. With Spillane out, that moved to Vince Williams, and Vince Williams was doing that job a few years back and was just not good at it, okay? That's why he doesn't do it anymore. So we had some issues there. I mean, if you lose your starting quarterback on offense, you're going to maybe have more false start penalties or pre-snap formation issues. Same thing on defense. We lost our quarterback of the defense in the game, and then things went downhill. It, it, shit happens. You know, Football. Just prepare for it. Yeah, but to your point, Gumby, it, I don't think it's hard to do that, but it does change up a little bit about how they handle things. And I, I don't, I didn't really see a whole lot of that hybrid type scheme that they normally would run. Um, and just, Whenever I'm watching a football game and I see somebody doing what was happening to the Steelers, where every time you need third and seven, they just throw a little out pass to the run, to the running back in the flat. And there's like nobody within 20 yards of the dude. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's infuriating to me to watch that. Yeah, it was frustrating. It really was. I think they converted like a third and 12 or third and 13 or one yeah. of those little plays. Like, oh, geez, really? Yeah, Jeff, that that was a killer because, I mean, they, they continued the drive. I think they ended up getting a field goal out of it or maybe it was a touchdown at the time. I can't remember. But, yeah, that, that sucked. We had them on their 20-yard line. That, yeah, that was a killer. Also, I mean, obviously, that field goal at the end of the first half where Alex Smith ran off with the ball, that was – I mean, we talk a lot about trying to fix our league. The AGFFA, they need to fix that shit in the NFL. That was bullshit. That should not have happened. There should have been a penalty. You know, you just, you know, clock is running. If if a quarterback's running off with the ball, 15-yard penalty, you know, delay a game, something like that. You know, it's bang, bang. You got to grab the ball or, or, or call the flag. That, that's just my opinion. No, I, you're right. I forgot about that, but that was weird. Like, why did they give them a benefit because they screwed up? That doesn't, eh, whatever. 
I mean, I know the Steelers the week before kind of got a benefit of, you know, the, the clock was running against the Ravens and uh, instead of spiking the ball, they went for the touchdown. But the whole idea here's, was they were playing on the guy, right? Here's, here's another thing, too. They had a first and goal from like the half a yard line, right? And they failed to get in. And that, that, that killed them. And I don't understand a half a yard away. Just bend, put your head down, push the line forward, cross the fucking goal line. I, I didn't understand that run, run, throw a pass to a running back who can't catch it. And, you know, fourth down, they'd go for it. They lose, you know, and, and I'm all for going for it on fourth down in that situation because they don't make it. They're stuck at the half yard line, but they got out of that shit and went down and scored. And that was a killer. That was a turnaround. No, and to your, to your point, Dad, they, they got cute with it too a couple of those times. And yeah. I don't understand, like, if, if they, during Chase Claypool's four touchdown game earlier in the year, they, he got one of his touchdowns on a jet sweep, and that wasn't his first touchdown on a jet sweep. They've done that a couple of times, and he scored. Right. Down there on the goal line, you know, they, they're doing the same, the same motion, the same action, but they're not handing the ball. So I don't know if anybody's really even afraid of it now because they're like, I'm not going to hand the ball. Just key, up, key, up, key on the running back and take care of it. If you're well, going to do know, something like that, you have to execute it, and you have to make it a viable threat. Otherwise, it's nothing more than window dressing. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. So why, another, have, why have Claypool in there? Put put another tight end or put Watt in the backfield. All right, don't don't be running the cute stuff if you're not going to make them at least think about it because you yeah, actually they, do hand the ball off. There's there's no question they should have scored there one way or the other. Uh, that pass that went to uh, McFarland, I guess it was, uh, yeah. it was off his hands or whatever. But even if he had caught the ball, the defenders were right there. They were going to stop him from getting in on that play. So, you know, they, I, to me that was bad. They score that touchdown in their head. They, they don't lose momentum. And, you know, maybe they start catching more balls. I, I don't know. That, that was just ugly. Look, uh, but they were bound to lose. They were bound to lose the way they've been playing. I guess there's enough talk for the uh, Steelers. I, I, I was about Gumby's to say. Going, what the hell? Will you stop this shit? Yeah, Dad, I mean, obviously it came down to that game. You had some chances, uh, but it just didn't happen. Uh, yeah. When I did a quick recap the other day, the one that was so close that I, I, I mean, she was in it, she was out of it, she yeah, was back in it. Yeah. It was Jess against Mike. And, That's another one. I mean, we. I was surprised that that went the way that went. I know. Uh, well, I mean, Jess and I were too. Like, just Sunday was a great day. It was ups and downs. It was the interception <laughs> by the Rams for that touchdown. We were both jumping up and down, like, holy shit, you might actually pull this off. Um, but yeah, I felt really bad for it because Deontay Johnson, he dropped a couple balls on Monday. Yeah, but he still got twenty something points. He got 20, I think. And, you know, like I was saying, there was that two-minute drive that the Steelers got the ball back in the very first play through the interception, but that was the drive. That was the one where you knew it was going to be dink and dunk or Deontay would have been involved somehow. That could have been the yeah. win. So congrats to Mike. Good job. And congrats to Gumby on the win. Uh, you know, and the, the big game is now coming up. Yeah, the powerhouses are going at it. And then I got my win against Shook. Um and Savages pulled off the upset against Hookham. Although I think I we talked about it last week that yeah. that was actually going to be a lot closer than probably. Yeah, I, I think some of us picked Savages. I, I don't know if it was a sweep or a mix-up, but. Right. Um, the thing that, I was that, alluding. That's a scary team right now. It is, but actually there's some news about that because I think McCaffrey might still be injured, so he might not be coming back this week. Uh, Zeke has. They didn't need him to put 170 points on the board. No, but I mean, he doesn't have a team like Mike where it's like a big, a large bench, right? Of decent players to, to come in and um, 
I don't know. I'll, I'll we'll get into that Randy in a second. put up 179 with no McCaffrey. Right. I'm just saying it's. I, I think it's tough to do that two weeks in a row without your best players, and I just don't think he had the bench like Mike does. Um, but the thing I was trying to allude to earlier was the thing that shook uh, Justin sent this morning. Um, oh. <laughs> about the IR what? spots. So, uh, yeah, so there's controversy and drama and, and conflict late in the season. Um, first off, why did we never have IR spots in the first place? I know when we switched over to ESPN, I'm sure we just forgot it, but how did we forget to just – Well, because it's not a dynasty league. It's not a dynasty league, so why hold on to somebody that's out for the rest of the season, right? Well, I look back into this, and I think it was 2012, 2013, when we were on some of the other programs or apps, we had an IR spot. So it's not like we've never heard of it or never played with it before. Um, so anyway, I feel bad we never established this early on, and I wish ESPN was just better about how it can ensure that you're not kind of gaming the system with the IR spot. And I guess I'm going to admit it right now. I noticed early on, if you have a player that's declared out, you could throw him in the IR spot, and that opens up a bench spot. And the way I look at it is, like, I'm not the only one that would take advantage of this. Everyone can. And I'm not going to complain if someone does it. If that happens to your team, fine. Uh, that's just how it is. But what what else is he saying on there? I, I see he's – Why does he say they're not – not permissible to be not permissible to be on IR when the app clearly lets you stick them on IR. So it's so here's how it works. If if a guy goes on IR and then late and you put him in that IR spot later on, he's okay. It's not going to automatically move a guy from IR back to your active roster because you might have filled that empty roster spot on your bench with a new player since a guy went on IR. Right? It's going to make you do that, make that decision. Yep. Now, the problem, though, is that – or not the problem. The, the, the counterbalance to that is that if you have a player that goes on IR and uh, you fill the bench spot with a new guy to replace him, right, and then the guy on IR is taken off of IR or is questionable or is healthy or whatever, it will not allow you to make any other roster-related transactions from the waiver wire until you take that guy out of the IR spot. So in other words, your roster is then frozen as is, and you cannot make any modifications in terms of waivers or trades until you get the IR situation fixed. You take the guy that's healthy off the IR list, you put them on your bench, okay? That, that's, so that's only those types of transactions. It, it is a punishment, and that's, that's fair. Um, well, that's only those right. type of transactions. Like you could still set your lineup and move in a wide receiver running back to set your lineup and keep that yes. IR guy in there. That's what was messed up about this whole thing all season. And I guess how they've always had it with ESPN. It is. It's an ESPN thing. And the thing is that it is, it, yeah, you can still like set your lineup and everything. You just can't change players that are on your roster. If you have a healthy guy in the IR spot. Okay. So and that I, can only happen if they come off of IR. Yeah. So I have a question it. then. So yeah. he said in his post, he says that those three, those three players are not permissible to IR, <laughs> not permissible according to the league's constitution. Yeah, Cause I don't thing. remember. A, I don't remember there being yeah. a rule about that. There's nothing no, in the constitution. <laughs> It's the ESPN designation of whether or not they're on IR, okay? So at some point in time, if you're looking at Gus's screen there, it says um, Chris Hogan, for example, right there, the big one. Chris Hogan at some point was on the IR list. He was added. I, I, don't, it does, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But he was, he was designated as IR. So whoever's team that is, they put them on their IR spot, 
opening up a bench spot, which they then used to pick up another player. Now, since then, Chris Hogan has come off of IR and he's now eligible to be back on the roster, but they haven't moved it. So the circumstance right now is that team cannot go to the waiver wire and pick up anybody at all until they move Chris Hogan out. Now look at that a little bit closer. Chris Hogan is also a free agent. So this, this a real right free now, agent, a real oh, free, free agent. agent. Yeah. So right now looking at this, whoever's lineup, this is whoever's roster. This is they're screwing themselves because just, they can't pick up just. anybody. <laughs> they can't pick up anybody because they've got this IR thing. So again, it's a punishment. And so you fix that. They're, they're in trouble they're, They can't do anything about it. Now, so the other players, his, maybe, I don't understand his problem then. Well, the, well it's, it's, He's looking at us. I don't know. I can't speak for him. Okay. I get where he's coming from. He's really the core of it is stashing players. That's mm-hmm. the problem. He doesn't want to see people stashing players using the IR spot. I don't believe people are doing that intentionally or with some kind of thought process of this is an opportunity for me to circumvent the rules or get one up on anybody. I honestly think it's just kind of like, well, I don't have to make any transactions. I got my roster set, so I'm not going to mess with it at all. You still can't put those players in. It's not like you can move that IR guy to the starting lineup even. You're yeah. still going to have to cut a bench spot just right. to create a spot for them. Right. So, so how, do does that affect, how does that anybody. affect keepers? If, well, you man, end the season, no impact on keepers? if you end the season with a guy on IR, is he still on your roster? Yes. Yeah. I would treat that as he was on your roster, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then I don't have to worry yeah, about the two that are on mine. But, but when, when, when this whole IR, IR thing came up, it was because the NFL was experiencing all these uh, COVID-related non-starts and stuff. And they created this IR thing to allow for people to put people that are designated as COVID in an IR slot. And, and you know, we never had it before. So if you had somebody that was hurt, then it was up to you to keep them on your bench or get rid of them and pick up somebody else. Right. You know, so are we still going to have an IR next year? And if we are, then the reasons for it are not going to be COVID related. It's going to be to stash players. It would be, I, I want to have an IR spot next year. I meant to do it at the draft this year, but just so many things were happening at the time. You know, we got the two little kids. It's, it's just tough to do all that. And I just forgot to bring it up and didn't have it written down. So next year I would say, one IR spot for every team makes sense. Like you're going to have a star player like a Joe Burrow go down. You might still want to keep him as a possible keeper next year. Um, And he could be stashed for the rest of the season. Um, It should be for any team. Um, This year we did the two because we didn't know how bad COVID was going to get. And it turned into this real, like you're on the COVID IR list for up to three weeks and, and real IRs are still three weeks two or something. So ESPN normally wouldn't have allowed us to open the IR, IR spot up during the season, but uh, just week three or four, whenever it happened, they, they allowed it. So I just made the decision. We're doing this for the whole league. It just came down to, you know, if you understood how to use the IR spot in other ways, which I, I hate saying that, but that's what I figured out you could do. And Jeff, you said, you don't think anyone meant to, or, or you don't think it, it, it sh- I don't know. I don't know what exactly you said, but well, a key point, I think a key point in all that is that if you have IR slots and then you want to put that IR slot back to your bench or on an active roster, you have to drop somebody because you, uh, uh, presumably you already have a full roster. So, Hey Gus, you know. uh, Hey Gus, bring, bring up my, bring up my roster there. I'll show you something. 
Now, what, keep going with that. What were you? What were you going to say? So um, go down to go down there and show the bench there. Scroll on down. All right, you see there? I got Breeze and I got Kittle on IR, and I'm going to tell you right now, I am absolutely stashing Kittle. That yeah, is absolutely. absolutely a player stash in the way that Jeff described. Absolutely. That's fine. And that's okay though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we opened cool. it up this year and I, I, I'm not going to police this thing to say, oh, it was only for COVID-related IR. I'm not doing that. It's too late at this point. Oh, it yeah. It turned right. into a regular IR, so that's what it is. Yeah, and I, don't, I, I agree with you, Gus. I would um, – and if it's put up to a league vote, I, I would vote to have the IR spot too because I think it's a killer that we have a short bench really as it is right now. Um, and the player pool is thin. If Gumby, you lost George Kittle, but you had to stash that player on your your active roster, your bench, it's like a double punishment. Mm -hmm. Like I got to keep him because I need him for next year, but I don't have a bench spot to pick up somebody else unless I cut some other player that may have value to me just to fill in for Kittle. I, I think that's like a, an extra bit of punishment that you shouldn't have to go through. It's not your fault. And you know, if you cut, if you were to cut George Kittle. Somebody who sucks is almost certainly going to pick them up and say, guess what? I'm keeping him now. Even though my team is terrible, I got Kittle for next year. That doesn't well, make before, any sense. In past years, uh, without an IR, you know, if you have George Kittle, you're not going to drop him. You're going to let him stay on your bench as an inactive player and keep him until next year. So the IR, IR designation came in and it kind of resolved that so you can replace him with somebody else. And if we have an IR um, slot next year, that's what it's going to be used for because COVID presumably won't be around. The other thing I was saying about that is that when you move a person from IR to your roster, you, you have to sacrifice somebody. You have to open up a slot for it. And that, that's what I was saying. So the IR slot. Um, How many points did those three guys score this week? Anything? Well, hold on. I mean, keep, keep going with that. What, what were you saying, Dad? No, I'm saying that the, the IR, IR position didn't really give anybody an advantage because, number one, they're not on your active roster. Number two, if you want to put them on an after, after, active roster, you're going to have to drop somebody to put them back on. And if he's, yeah. uh, if he's out for the year, great. You've got him saved for next year if that's what you want to do. I don't have a problem. I, 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 I kind of disagree with that, Dad. I think you can get an advantage with the IR spot, just how ESPN allows certain things. I mean, I, I guess I'm just going to show it right now, and I'm, I'm admitting to it because I just figured it out. I figured everyone else saw it. I have Alexander Madison on the IR right now because he was declared out last week. I think he's actually projected for points this week at 2.9, and he might be taken off of this out status by the beginning of the week. The truth right. is, I was not thinking I was going to move him at all because I'm fine with the rest of my roster. I guess that means I'm cheating, but I just figured, hey, everyone else has the same ability to do something like this. So I wasn't going to police it. I'm not policing everybody else. If you want to call it out on me, then that's what I was saying in the end. You know what? If you want to call it out, by all means, say it. Point, at, point to me, and I'll make a fix because, yeah, you're right, I, I guess – that is not the way it probably should have been intended. But I just figured everyone else has the same opportunity as I do. All right. So, but but the advantage that you're getting, if if in fact there is any, because honestly, I'm looking at it going, well, what difference does it make? Are you? I, I mean, you're not going to start Alexander Madison, and if you decide to start him, let's say you get past this week, and mm -hmm. now and Cook is not going to play. 
Well, now you've got to cut somebody if you're going to start him. So right. you're going to have to lose one of those other guys that you got out there, whoever it may be. And a lot of them from looking at it are guys that might be good for keepers next year um, or might help you right now. So the, you're going to have to pay for it sooner or later, one way or the other. You're, you're not getting something for nothing here, I, I guess. Right. I, I'm just trying to show like how you can get an advantage with the IR spot, depending on how you've seen the previous week or the current week develop. So Madison sure. was declared out. I threw him in there. I was able to pick up, I think it was Cam Akers, but I can't remember. And I have my bench. I've got options now. And if he ever got declared back in and I needed to change roster again or a free agent waiver wire, I would have to go through the whole process of cutting somebody, throwing them back in, like you right. said, but in, but I'm pretty fine with my roster. I don't think I'm going to touch it unless someone's calling me out on it. Should I change? I, I guess that's the thing right now. Should I be changing this? Because I, I get the, the spirit of the league argument, but I, I feel like then I have to police it because if you're calling me out on it, I want to call everyone else out on it too. That might take advantage. No, I, I don't think, I don't think anybody is, I don't think you need to do that. That's, it's not our fault that ESPN has it set up this way. We didn't write the programming. We're not sitting on the teams that are writing the code. It is what it is. We didn't, I mean, if you want to blame anybody, we, we blame ourselves for not doing all the research on how the IR spot works, but I highly doubt anybody would have read that and then go, okay, how can I game the system now? It just happens. And yeah, honestly, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, I don't think you should have to police it any more than that. It's the, it's the <laughs> programming. That's how it's written. Not our fault, not our responsibility. If we want to change sites to something that takes care of this issue, we can look at that. Um, but as you, as you highlighted right there, I don't think that there's any punishment because I don't, just the example you just gave Gus, if you decided you were going to put Madison on your bench and pick somebody else up, you're actually dropping two people to make that transaction. One to get Madison off of your IR and then dropping somebody else to pick up another guy off the waiver wire. So that's your payment. If you wanted to stash a guy, guess what? It's going to cost you two players down the road. To oh, Justin's shit. to oh, Justin's shit. point, though, Chris Hogan is a free agent. He wasn't going to score any points anyway, right? He's not. He got zero points, right? Right. Yeah. Did David Johnson or Alan Lazard score any points this week? David Johnson came back from injury last week, so he actually point one he, point. No, 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 no. This this is something else completely. Last week here, I'll I'll go to the thing, but he. Uh, he had a decent game last week. I think it was like 10 points. Um, let's see. It was round one, and it was this game. So David Johnson had 10.4 points. So the, the, the way I tried to explain this one was this. Um, Ross was not going to drop David Johnson. If anything, he would have thrown him in the bench if called out on it and probably dropped a Gus Edwards or, or somebody else who had a terrible projection going into the week. Uh, Edwards was only 4.4 projection. That's how I would have done it. I'm sure Ross would have done something similar if called out on it. And I don't know. He just, that's the thing. We, I think Ross understands the same thing I'm trying to say, which is you, you have a way to kind of, Maybe you just don't pay attention and you're like, I'm fine with my roster. I didn't need to make any moves. So I, I he could have just as easily dropped the Arizona defense and nobody's going to pick that up. That's true. He had two defenses last week. I mean, so who knows I what mean, he would have done, but I, yeah, it's, that's, I don't think that, that Justin's 
argument really holds a lot of weight. Well, I, I mean, it, he's fine to call people out and kind of bring it to the forefront, but the whole idea of like should be asked to forfeit their previously played matchups and or upcoming matchups, no, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, just yeah, that's sorry. <laughs> Plus, I don't even know how how we would even go about doing that if it would not have changed any outcomes. I just hope, you know, Justin, you're a long time, not you, Gumby, but Shook, you're a long time (laughs) member of the league. Uh, You know, this past week, I actually started working on like playoff head to head matchups and the history of the league. And man, you've got so many of them out there. Like you, you, you put your roots in there. So I hope this doesn't cause you to go over the edge and like, oh, fuck this league. So I wouldn't think so. Um, I wouldn't think that'd be the case, but um, besides which, you know, he he's already paid up his dues for next year, right? Since I'm getting picks from him, something like that? Uh, I think so. I, I forget who. I know uh, Shoal is one of them I haven't heard from. I think Stout is another one, and there might be another. I can't remember. Well, David David's a fantasy football junkie, so we know he's in. Um, yeah, he should he'll, be. He'll, he'll want to participate and, and improve as usual. But He commented yeah. almost right away, drop Lazard, not forfeiting anything. I'm like, all right, that, I'm with you there. You, you're not having to change anything. We're not, we're not blowing up the league from this. So, um, all right. Anything I mean, else before we get into the games, or how much did he lose by? Who? Okay. Shook. Shook. Uh, he lost. Well, I I made a move on Tuesday where I put in Mike Davis instead of J.K. Dobbins. I was up 13 points. I just wanted to avoid the possibility of J.K. Dobbins have to, having to go under center and throw three picks, four fumbles. You know Shook, I mean. lost by, Shook lost by 12, 13 points. Yeah, I, I basically just put in a bye week player to ensure I get a zero instead of a negative right, number. Right. So, so Shook lost by 13 points last week in the playoffs. You kind of laid an egg from the – wide receiver two position through tight end so what he would not have had a huge swing even if he got any of those players it wouldn't have been enough to win he well Gus Gus, you had you had J.K. Dobbins in if you kept Dobbins in he'd have got another what another 13 points 18 what is that yeah I mean all I'm saying is I I had the potential for 158 by the end of the week, I decided to play it safe. I just said, I don't want negative points. I'm putting in zero and he had nothing left. So no, that's, yeah, that's rare when that happens, but you did good there. But he, again, he set his optimal lineup that he couldn't have done any better than the players he put in. If you look at his bench versus his starters. So there wasn't any more points to come. And, and, and I bet if you took the best player who was on the IR list that, quote unquote shouldn't have been and put that person on his team, he still would have lost. He still loses. I, I I'm willing to bet that because he, he had so much ground to cover. Um it's true. So he, it's, he would have not... still lost. But Shook had a much better argument for changing anything up in the playoffs this year when it came down to bye weeks. Yes. I actually thought about posting something before the first set of games for week 13 to say, look, do you guys want to do a just a league by week so that everyone is full strength but in the end i thought look we should have said this much earlier or brought it up earlier can't do it the week of and and plus i benefited from it unfortunately but yeah well not only that but you know 
this is a weird season full of COVID weirdness and schedule changes. And as a fantasy football manager, you've got to be able to adjust and adapt. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. We didn't have games canceled. We didn't have weeks canceled. I'll right? throw this out there. I'll throw this out there next year. If there's a week 13 bye week and we still have this 12 week schedule, I'm all in favor of week 13 as a league bye week. So week 14, you start fresh again. As long as we all agree to it before the season starts, it's just that's what it is. Well, that's one way to get rid of the bye week issue, but. Yeah, I'd say put that on the list of things that we should bring up as a vote because I, I like it. I, I don't remember there ever being a bye, a week 13 bye week. And I think David Stout pointed out to me um, last week or the week before that this wasn't like a change in the middle of the season. It, it was set up as a week 13 um, bye since before the season started. So this wasn't a new thing. It wasn't a shock. It wasn't, you know, something that we didn't know going into the draft. You know, so it, it was, if that's the case, then the real answer is draft some depth. Yeah. Yeah. This it says right there. This is the, this is the, the, the first time since 2002. It's rare, but well, if it does happen, I agree. Yeah. It says it's 2016 had week 13 buys Browns and Titans. But still, back then, 2016, we had 13-week seasons, so that didn't affect the playoffs. Yeah, we were never – we wouldn't have even noted it. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, I think part of it is not, – not part of it. I don't want to put any words words in his, in his mouth or anything like that, but I did make a trade with him for two players that ended up being on a bye week in week 13. And I'm being dead serious. And, guys, I, I'm not – I don't ever want to take advantage of anybody in a trade. I didn't realize that when I made that trade with him, that Brady and Evans were going to be on a week 13 bye. I didn't know that. I knew McCaffrey was, and that to me, that was like the centerpiece of my whole team. And I knew trading him meant that whatever team got him was going to have trouble the first week of the playoffs. I didn't realize that with Brady and Evans and um, it turned out to be that way. So I think part of it is I feel kind of bad about that. I may go back to him and say, look, I'm willing to renegotiate the terms of that trade to make it right because that I didn't, I honestly wasn't trying to screw him over. You guys know this in the podcast. I kept saying, you know, Shook is my favorite to win the whole thing because I thought he had the best draft considering, you know, pound for pound, he had the best draft. He got screwed because of injuries um, and, and it just didn't work out. So, I mean, unless people have a serious complaint, it's really only between two owners, and I'm the one getting screwed if I renegotiate and make it a better deal for them. Um, and I hope nobody else would complain about that. But um, just feeling like can, can I just I'm contributing to his frustration, and I didn't I didn't mean to do that at all. I, I just want to throw it out there. I mean, I thought my team just did so good, like it wouldn't have mattered. Like I I, I hit pretty much everywhere I needed to, and the only part that sucked was Jacoby Myers which I I initially had Crowder in like five minutes before the game it would have been even worse for him so and I had Dobbins in I had 160 point week basically so I mean I don't think you have to do anything Jeff that's all I'm trying to get at like he he might have just run in I'm I'm not calling myself a buzzsaw but you know it felt like that kind of week I finally had a good week in the playoffs um Although, yeah, with Tom Brady, it could have been different. But look who his quarterback was. It was Baker Mayfield, 56 yeah, points. 56 I doubt Brady points. was going to do any better than that. The only difference is maybe Aguilar, 7.8. Who knows? But Good point. Um, all right. Anything else before we put that to bed? No, let's move on. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to week. I would just, if you don't mind, 
I would just say if, if we are going to keep an IR in there, then we have to add something in the Constitution to kind of make it clear. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So we're going to have to think about that, too. Okay. I, I think we will. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Real quick. So last week we had uh, four people picking. Uh, Dad, you and I both went four and four. And really? Jeff and Gumby went six and two. The Jeff's only loss was M team. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, M team and beer guzzlers. And Gumby, your only losses were Napalm, Jockstrap, and Jockstrap and M team. So you picked all the main winners for the main playoffs. So that's my best week ever. <laughs> it's a good start. Um, all right. So first game up, I've got Savages. Uh, Versus my team. We do said, we want to do the do we want to do the consolation bracket first, or do we want to? You're right. Wait? Let's let's get those two games out of the way. Um, okay. So let's see. I think it's just going to be yeah, puppies of purgatory versus touch me down. So Jeff, first off, yeah, congrats to you on. I don't know if it was an upset because it was Ramones. I think we had a feeling he might not care about his lineup, and I think that might have happened actually, right? in some guys that were not playing incorrectly. Is that what he did? I think he had James Conner in, maybe? I believe so. He had two. Uh, yeah, he had two. Yeah, uh, yeah, he left James Conner in, Will Fuller. So, yeah. Um, I, I guess it wasn't going to improve much. He, he didn't do anything with his lineup. But still, he won. Will, Will job. Fuller Fuller's suspended for the rest of the year, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, so... <laughs> You know, I saw Being those a dumbass. two. And, saw those two and thought, oh, he's not paying attention or whatever. But Jeff, I mean, more than almost sixty percent of your points were Derek Carr. That's pretty funny. Well, <laughs> is Derek Carr and a bunch of other dudes. Yeah, just some guys, some Jags. Hey, hey James Washington had me sixteen though, so yeah, pretty yeah. Uh, going to be a tougher matchup this week against Touch Me Down. Um, uh, let's see, he's putting in. Ferkser for Tennessee, tight end. I have no idea who that is, but I guess it's because Johnny Smith's injured, so he's just going to play whichever tight end. There's a good chance you get beat by Mitch Trubisky this week. Bullshit! (laughs) (laughs) I ain't losing to Mitchell Trubisky. (laughs) I I, I think there's a good chance you lose to Mitchell Trubisky this week. (laughs) Which is, there's some irony to that. That's kind of funny. It's, it feels terrible. Look at his <laughs> ranking. He's the he's the worst quarterback in football. Thirty-two. <laughs> That's not fair. He didn't play for like six weeks, so of course he's going to be low. All right, so he might have been twenty-five if he played those six weeks. He might have been lower. Weeks, that guy might have been thirty-five. You know, yeah, if he had played more weeks, he might have been lower. That guy can throw interceptions like nobody else. Yeah, uh, Jameis, Jameis Winston is the only quarterback who is better at throwing interceptions than Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. But, but at, at least, least Jameis Winston will throw would, touchdowns yes. and yards. With That's that. right. Yes. What, what happened with Foles? Is, like, what are they doing? He got Foles, broken. Foles sucked as well. He was bad, but then he got like, did you see that play? Oh, that yeah, looked, that's right. Yeah. That looked like uh, dang near a career ender. Yeah, I, I can see it in my head too. Like they bent him backwards. He fell mm-hmm. on his back and they kind of brought his legs up over his head. I forgot about that. Ugh. Nice. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, he has a great lineup. I mean, Dave Montgomery's been so good the last couple weeks. Uh, Dad, I don't know how that makes you feel. I know you used to have that guy for a year or two. Right? Yeah, I didn't like him. He's good now. Uh, 27, 25, so two weeks in a row. Oof, right. He's had some good games. Um, he's someone to look out for next year. I, I have a feeling. Something about that Bears team. Not with Mitchell Trubisky, but just something about him. Um yeah, Jeff, I don't know, man. You're running backs. Uh, Miles Sanders, at least, is still around, but his projection keeps going down every week. The team is just terrible, the Eagles. Um, you're riding two tight ends, one in the flex. <laughs> Rare double tight end formation. Uh, yeah. Thomas I, had a good game last week. I don't know how many points he got, but he, got a, he, he had to get a lot. Could you put he a kicker to... in the flex? <laughs> no. I feel like you should put in Lutz if you could, but I probably would. Why are you carrying two kickers? I I don't know, Gumby. I don't know why I do half of the things I do. I, I don't know. Keeper options. Why do I have Justin Fields on my roster? Like you could put Jackson down in IR and you know. He, he is on IR. Oh, why does he show up there then? That's weird. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to pick touch me down on this one. Sorry, Jeff. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think that touch me down wins this one pretty easily also. Yeah, I have to go there too. Sorry, Jeff. No worries. No need to apologize. Jeff, um, you're picking yourself? Hell yeah, I'm picking myself. Strong. <laughs> strong play. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Gumby. I like it. It's good to well, you're, you're in the running for that $50, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that basically goes toward next year's dues. That's how I've always seen it the last couple of years. So, um, all right, Smuffs versus Shamers. Um, I was happy to see the Smuffs get a win last week. Uh, they had a rough season, and I don't think they're as bad as your team, Jeff, because you know you having to roll out Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland most weeks. That was rough. But I mean, he has to roll out Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay most weeks. But I at least like those two guys. Um, yeah, Shamers, I guess he's projected a little bit more. Miles um, Gaskin apparently is a, a decent option projection-wise, 13.6 this week, so he could throw him in and improve his uh, projection. I'll tell you what, watch out for Shamers next year because he'll have Mostert as a keeper and Justin Jefferson right off the bat before he walks into the draft. And that's going to be pretty salty, that little combo right before we even get started picking players. So just keep an eye open for him. You think well, Mostert? Is really? Mostert keeper eligible? Yeah, it was. You sure? I, I know Jefferson's maybe, a good one. Maybe he was a keeper. I don't know. Trained, Jefferson's yeah, clearly a keeper. Yeah, yeah, like he's he's number seventh overall in wide receivers. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That was a good pickup. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe Mostert. And you probably got a good point. Um, he'll compete, hopefully. We'll see. Um, I know last week the Smuffs had uh, Tim Patrick had a good game. I saw he had like 20 points, 20.4 out of nowhere. I don't know who that guy is, but good for him. It's better than that Kendall Hinton guy that came in and played quarterback for the ball. Well, you know, the Denver players that he has will probably score more points now that they're allowed to start a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and take Shamers and be done with it. Yep, I agree, Shamers. Yeah, I'll agree. I'll go for Jason. Why not? I'll try and change it up a little bit. See what happens. Um, all right, so now it's down to the two main games of the week. No, you didn't do Scabs Bolton. Yeah, but those games were done. They they lost, so they don't mean anything for the consolation bracket. Oh, I don't care okay. about those. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, Savages versus Dynasty. Um, currently, Savages is a big favorite, but like I said, That's a I think a lot of red. Zeke yeah, and Christian McCaffrey are questionable. Um, yeah, I, I the thing is, I'm I hate saying this, but I am actually hoping McCaffrey sits one more week. I just need one more week. Uh, I, I would love to see Mike Davis come back in. I might replace J.K. Dobbins with Davis if that's the case. Um, and then it should just bring us to a, a, a flip them or a, a coin flip. So. I love the matchup of uh, the quarterbacks, though. I'm Mahomes pick, versus Allen. I'm going to pick the dynasty because there's no way that Ezekiel Elliott scores 14.9 points. That is simply not happening. What, what, what did, did he, he do, do last on night? Tuesday? What did he do on Tuesday? He had an okay game. Not great. That's a shit game for yeah. him. That's just – he started so strong, and this is, this is running back <clears> key territory. Exactly. He but gets he a good game every now and then. So. Well, they're playing Cincinnati. I don't know. If you don't fumble the ball, he might put some yeah. numbers out there. Who can tell? I, did, I don't think he's worth 14 points in that game. I want to check what Cincinnati's run defense is looking like these days. So, hold on one second. I want to check Reddit and see if there's any news on certain players. Uh, practices started and Christian McCaffrey who tweaked the quad last week and yesterday is not out here. Hmm. How about that? <laughs> All right. So the Bengals are a bad defense against the run. They are, uh, they're ranked. What they, they're like bottom five and yards per carry, um, which is not good. Um, they have given up 16 rushing touchdowns, which is tied for whatever fourth worst in the league. And I'm willing to bet you right now that all of those yardage and stuff this week goes to one Tony Pollard and not Zeke. I'm sorry. No, they've only given up nine touchdowns. Um, yeah, that's a weird thing too, Gumby. Like all of the carries of significance are not going to your whatever, $80 million running. 90, I don't, 90, 90 million. million. I don't understand. I just don't like on, on fourth, like you mentioned last week, on fourth down, you give the ball to the guy who's making $90 million to pick up a yard, not some weird-ass flip-reverse thing. They got cute on every fourth and short that they went for. They decided to do cutesy little plays that were going to trick the other team. These are NFL players. You don't trick them. No, and, you know, if you're getting paid $90 million, you go get three feet. Yeah. Go, go get it. Uh, yep. how whatever it takes you got he's not getting any of those like highly leveraged type situations where you need your, your running back to take over a game it's god so weird i just don't uh, pollard has looked like the better back all season <laughs> to me that's a problem i, I think yeah. they should trade zeke or cut him get rid of that I'm, cap 
hit on Savage's uh, roster. He's got all you know. He's got all those questionables and um, what is it? Two, four questionables. McCaffrey's probably not going to play. So who's his backups for that? You know. So if McCaffrey doesn't play, he has Daryl Henderson, Damian Harris, DeAndre Swift. I was just looking at Swift, and he's missed the last two weeks, I guess. Right. Or three weeks. Yeah, I guess we're getting into week 14. Um, But it's something about uh, he's had an illness, non-COVID related. Wow. Part of the herb. Adrian Peterson had a pretty good game in his absence, didn't he? Yes, he did. did. Oh, yeah. Two touchdowns. Honestly, if I were the Lions, I would sit out DeAndre Swift for the rest of the season just because, like, he's a value. Okay, you got here's a, here's an old name for you. Remember this guy? Javid Best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember him? He had so much potential for the Lions. Like, that's who this DeAndre Swift reminds me of. And he had his season or his career cut short because of head injuries and shit like that. Uh, don't risk it, man. Just Just – it's not your season. Try next year. No bias whatsoever. He's done enough to prove that he can. He belongs. I, I would agree with that. Yep. So I don't think he would be able to play Swift. I think he'd have to play Harris or uh, Daryl Henderson, which, I mean, what, you're taking off maybe 10, 13 points? Like I said, but it gets back to like a coin flip. Is McLe- McLaren, is that a problem with him, or is it just he's taking a rest? I bet he's playing. He, he played against the Steelers. It wasn't any good, but. Right, but. I, I think he's playing. I, I I have no reason to doubt. Okay, all right. So. Oh, fuck. I'm, uh, I'm going to go back to picking the other team. That strategy worked for me at the beginning of the season. So I'm this is not the time to do that. I know. <laughs> I don't care. I mean. I'm glad I just won a playoff game. How about you that? got Mahomes and Kelsey. They're worth 60, 70, 80 points by themselves. Uh, McKissick had a good game. I don't know if that's going to hold up again. Uh, oh, no, that was Dobbins. That was Dobbins. I'm sorry. Um, Wayne Gall- Gallman's Gall- the one who's had okay games. Yeah, well, that's that was a good pickup. I had him, dropped him. You picked him up. He's giving you points. Yeah. Um, what else was on there? Tyler Boyd's okay. Jameson Crowder. Crowder finally had another good game, 21.7, yeah. but he was on my yeah. bench. Yeah, you hope he doesn't come with a 6.1 next week. <laughs> Marvin Jones has been great. I uh, I guess two weeks before wasn't too good, but I've always been happy. He's been pretty consistent for a few weeks, though. Yeah, he's another one that pisses me off because, you know, I think I had him at one time, too. But, um, yeah, anyway. I, I look at this, this, um, this, this game, this matchup is – um, he has a, a one player advantage at running back because I think Gallman counteracts Zeke. And if McCaffrey plays, then he counteracts and then some Dobbins. Um, I think the wide receivers are kind of a push. Um, I think the tight ends are obviously a push, but I think that at the flex, yeah, the flex is probably a push as well. So there, it comes down to those running backs and how much more of an advantage McCaffrey is over Dobbins versus how much of an advantage Mahomes is over Josh Allen. Um, I think that's the key there. Everything else looks like it's really, really well. It's really even. So can Mahomes score more than Allen? 
then McCaffrey scores more than J.K. Dobbins, if that makes sense. Look at the defenses. Uh, look at the defenses. Miami's not bad either. But they're not Steelers' defense, so. Yeah. It's Mahomes. I, I think he's matchup proof no matter what, and he could go off on anybody. I'll take uh, us. I'll take the dynasty. In the upset? Oh, in boy. a mild upset. Yummy, what do you think? Dynasty. I don't think McCaffrey plays, and I don't trust Zeke with anything. That's my feeling, too. I really don't think McCaffrey plays, but I'm still just picking the other side. I'm going to go Dynasty as well so that if Gus wins next week, we can talk about how we all picked him to win and he's the only one who didn't pick himself. <laughs> Confidence. Fair enough. All right. The uh, Goliad championship game. Wow, you guys are close. I, I kind of thought uh, Whip was going to have a bigger advantage. I have Smack Talk. Oh, oh, here it comes. Here we go. Michael, Michael and I talked yesterday, and then he texted me during this podcast to add a little bit more. So he says, from Michael, and I quote, quote, enjoy Hawaii since you'll be coaching the Pro Bowl. Don't get caught eating a hot dog at halftime. Also, don't forget to knock the dust off your golf clubs. It's going to be an early golf season for the gumster. End quote. <laughs> I'm picking me. <laughs> it's worked most of the time, Gumby. It has. As for serious analysis, what's uh all right, Kyler Murray, Rogers. Uh, Dang, so Giovanni Bernard, Gumby, I know he's starting this week. They're sitting mixing out again. I know. And I'm thinking about starting him because he's against the Dallas defense that lets everybody run crazy. Man, fuck Gio. Look at these last four weeks. God, I keep thinking he's at least had 10 points most of the he's time. He's not. Every time I start him, it's like one of those. He had those two weeks of 20 <clears throat> points up there. And... Ah, I can't believe they keep putting him as like a 12-point projection every single week. Yeah, I don't that, trust that him. would piss me off. Like I wouldn't trust it either. <laughs> the Cincinnati. Yeah, you, you talked about the Cowboys getting fancy and all that. Don't I, I would say don't get fancy with your lineup. Exactly. You know, don't, don't overthink this. You know, play the best that you got out there. Don't don't be thinking here and steal some points. I think Ceh is fine now. He's healed up. I think. Yeah, full participant. So that's good. He got zero points last week, but that's okay because he was on my bench getting those zero points. Yeah, was he ever declared out? No, he wasn't declared because out. He was I, I, ill. I, I was waiting to hear about that because I would have swapped out, you know, Edmonds <clears throat> and put Le'Veon Bell in, but I never heard anything about it. And by the time that game come, it was the other game was already over. But if, if they had said, you know, at twelve o'clock, uh, Hilaire's not going to play, I'd have put Bell in yeah. over Edmonds. <clears throat> but I had a Ceh on the bench last week, so. I, I feel this is the right lineup at this point in time. God, Stefan Diggs has been great this year. He's been this is his best year ever. I can't he might be a keeper for me to come in next year. He he's he's like in keeper land. Did you keep him or draft him in the first or second round? I drafted him in like the fifth round. Really? There's no way you picked him in the second. There's 
Did I pick him in the second? I don't think. I, no, I, second round, I got. Uh, I got a. No, so there's no way you did. There's there's no way. No, I've got him like the fifth, I think. I got to see this. Stefan Diggs. Yeah, fifth round. Yeah. Wow. So he might be a keeper for me. That's good. Might. <laughs> Nothing's definite. Wait, you kept Calvin Ridley, right? Before? Yeah, I kept Calvin Ridley for he, he cost me a second last time. filled. All right, so AJ Green goes away. That was a waste. So Calvin Ridley waste. can be a second maybe next year. And then yeah, Stefan Diggs is a fourth. That's that's pretty good. Of course, you're gonna be drafting late in the first, which means running backs are gonna be an issue. But you don't have. I'm not drafting in the first at all. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I'm not drafting in the first or the third. Uh oh. <laughs> you gotta wonder why you'd even keep. Why would you even keep? You know, Calvin Ridley. Then you know, just because well, he, I'm either gonna I'm either gonna keep Ridley or uh, uh, Kittle. Mm, oh, both of right. them. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Both of both of them cost me a second round to keep. I don't have a third round to keep anyway, so both of them cost hey. me a second rounder to keep. Yeah. You got Antonio Brown there. Yeah, I got Antonio Brown too, but I don't think he's necessarily keeper worthy yet. <laughs> He'd have to finish strong this year to be a keeper eligible. Yeah. Like Super Bowl MVP strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um I was gonna ask you guys real quick. So like this is an eleven and one matchup versus eleven and one. In your knowledge of NFL history, what does this game remind you of? It's kind of like those uh, 49ers Cowboys from back in the day. I was well, 49ers from way back, it's 49ers Cowboys from fantasy football. From a little closer than that, it was like uh, when the Steelers and Patriots were both really good in the AFC. I would say Colts and Patriots. I I never felt like we were up there with the uh, with the Patriots. You guys won two Super Bowls during the Patriots run. Yeah, but I, there was always something weird in those Super Bowl years. One year, I think Denver knocked off the Patriots, and then another – it was the Jets. The Jets did it that one time. So. Another one, Brady blew his knee out in, the, like, week two. In uh, objective analysis on this game, I think it's a bit of a coin flip, but I'm picking me. Well, I got rid of all the red this week, finally. I've, I, I had, like, a lot of red last couple of weeks. I, I think I see where this game is going to go. Um Kyler Murray's been trashed the last couple of weeks. Uh, 16.1, 29.8. He shouldn't have got that last touchdown he got uh, against the Rams this past week. Um, that that killed Jess. But anyway, shouldn't have happened. What's going on with Tyreek Hill? Why has he got a Q? Uh, illness. Oh, he's fine. Diarrhea. Um, I, I think Whip's in trouble. I, I don't think Kyler's going to do well. I don't think Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams can go back to back to back, whatever they're at streak. You don't? They've been doing it every week. Not really Aaron Jones. I, I think, yeah, so he had 10 points, 23. I, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. I, I never liked that guy. I, I can't explain it. Devontae, I could see. He's just. He's a beast. Yeah, he's up there with like Mahomes, <clears throat> like matchup proof. But I don't think he's going to have a 35-point game. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, What's going on with Michael? Okay, go ahead. Well, okay, Tyreek had 15 points. I could see him getting at least that. Michael Thomas has been, you know, decent enough. 19, 19, in between games aren't so good. Yeah, it's that quarterback situation with them. Yeah, I'm picking Gumby. I I don't know. I just, I think he's got the rubber match. 
Well, either way, this has been one of the more fun seasons. I don't remember ever having such uh, a good team that had such a good rivalry with another really good team like this. That includes with uh, Jeff too, right? Yeah. Even when, even when, when back then, when, when Jeff and I were the two good teams in that division, it was, I don't remember it ever being quite like this. Yeah. Are you disrespecting me, Gumby? Nope. I'm just, I'm just uh, expressing my experience. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Y'all got a really good, uh, uh, you've had a good rivalry season for sure. So so here's a fun thing. Since we went to a 16-team league, the second and third best records ever both happened this year in the same division. The only only team that's ever had a perfect record was uh, was, uh, Rick last year. Mm -hmm. So we're tied for the second and third. Well, we're really tied for the second best season. Both of us are. And it happened in the exact same division in the exact same year. So that's pretty, pretty, I've, that's been pretty fun. I've enjoyed the competition. That's, that's awesome. I think this is going to be a tough one. I, I, I look at the, uh, I, my question is, does whips wide receivers, are they so overwhelmingly good that they can plug all the other potential gaps that could, you know, open up on his team like Kyler Murray and Kenyon Drake, um, I just don't, you know, I don't trust Kyler Murray either. I don't really think Kenyon Drake brings a whole lot to the table, but he gets a lot of volume, so that that's good. I do like Aaron Jones, though. I think I think he's a good player. Um, that's that's tough because those two wide receivers really are carrying him. I mean, he, yeah. And if they if they go if they do well, and the other players just play at their average, he's it's really tough to beat. Um, Who's got more away games? You know what? Yeah, I'm taking yeah. Gumby too. Look at I'm look at the Gumby. defenses. Look look who they're playing. Well, okay. I mean, the Steelers' defense against Buffalo—that's tough. I I mean, I think Josh Allen. He'll, it's at, in Buffalo. I think it's going to be a good game there. And but Ravens at Cleveland. I don't know. Maybe Baker and that team—they've turned the corner, as they say. Yeah, they may throw a bunch of points up there we have, against the Ravens. Do we have some head-to-heads? Like, uh, I see Stefan versus Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right. versus Pittsburgh. Uh, that's about it, I think. Aaron Rodgers against Detroit. <clears throat> He's going to eat them up. Dalvin Cook against Tampa Bay. They got a pretty good defense. But Cook is almost match-proof, too. I kind of consider Cook to be a match-up-proof player. I mean, I'm not going to start somebody else instead of him. Doesn't matter who they're playing. Ridley against the Chargers. Ridley's kind of matchup proof too. You got a good point, Gumby. If Diggs scores a touchdown on Pittsburgh, that's almost like a, a bonus four-point swing for you. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a good point. I'm 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 taking you to win it because you have less players that are going on the road by one. That's it. <laughs> Just thinking maybe that affects the other teams a little bit. Spreads four and a half. That's a close game in fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Up in the 150s like that. What about you, Dad? Who would you pick? This is a tough one. I should take the team that beat me last week just because they beat me. But if Kyler Murray doesn't have a good game, they're probably going to lose. He's got both Aaron Jones and Devonta Adams. So if Rogers throws any touch touchdowns to them, it kind of nullifies 
what Rogers is doing. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he can go off for sure. I'm not crazy about Hunter Henry. And who do you have? Gronkowski? That feels like a push. Gronk's been kind of hard to predict. When he's good, he's very good. When he's not, he's not. He's, not, he's kind of a roller coaster. Boy, that's going to be a tough one. That Even the point spread on this is pretty close right now. Well, I'll call this the rubber match between the between the two of you. Uh, you won the first one. He won the second one. I'm going to go ahead and take Ballzilla here. Wow. A sweep? Everyone here is picking Ballzilla. <laughs> Dubby, I have to ask you, if you win a championship. Wait, I'm changing my mind. I'm taking whip. What? I'm taking whip. He doesn't want to be with the crowd. It's all good. Right. I got to gain one here. What a championship, Gumby. Are you going to be sending us, you know, Facebook messages about flipping us off? And the reign of terror will resume. <laughs> uh, Mike won't. My pick. Mike won't be any less. <laughs> that's my yeah. opinion. Mike's never won one, has he? No. no. And that's Not another reason. Or new, that's another reason I'm whip. picking him. So, yeah, so whip, whip is let, never won. Let me change my pick. I want to change my pick, Gus. This is so hard. Give me whip to win his first championship after he wins this one, and also so Gumby can't gloat. Wow, Jeff, <laughs> you're just you're just already saying. Are you basically saying the winner of this game is winning the championship? I mean, I, I'm an outsider, so it shouldn't have any impact. But yeah, I'm going to say whoever wins this game is going to win the championship. So Jeff, this that's is disrespectful to Savages and I. I mean, yeah. Mahomes is, is a two-time winner. Two-time winner. Yeah, so. keep that stat in mind. You know, whoever has Mahomes is winning fucking leagues, you know? Right here. Right here. How many points, wait, how many points, is, Mahomes, how many points is ahead of Rodgers? How many points is Mahomes ahead of Rodgers right now? Well, he set the record. Probably a lot. I know, but how, how, how big is the gap? I'll show you. Quarterbacks, 60 points. Wait, okay. Almost 50, 48 It was basically one game ahead. One game ahead. It's pretty good. What is that, 48 by the average is only point, so. The average is only five points more per game. Four points. It's only four points more per game average. Yeah, you look at the the defenses they're playing. Rodgers got Detroit. Detroit sucks. Mahomes got Miami, which is surprisingly better than we'd have thought they'd be this year. But I don't, you know, who who can stop Mahomes? You know. Yes. What was the worst game that Mahomes had versus the worst game that Rodgers had? Like, what's the range here? Uh, let's see. The worst game. Yeah. What's his worst total? Twenty six. 26. Yeah, that was that Denver game. I remember that. How'd you guys score 26 against Denver? That's weird. That that was a weird game, too, because Chad Henney ended up coming in, too. It was the weirdest thing. I think that was the game Chad Henney came in. Hmm. And he ran it in for a touchdown. Rodgers. Rodgers had a shit game this year. I remember I played Gumby. He did. He had a 9.4. Yeah. I still lost that fucking game. And Gus still (laughs) lost. I was so pissed. 
that should have been an easy win and i lost i that still game. won that game <laughs> oh my god yeah so like outlier for sure because everything else has been right. basically 40 point games that's pretty impressive um i i really can't say the same for mahomes he's kind of been all over the place he's had some 30 point games right 38 well okay i guess you could say 40 as well yeah so 38 40 points as a floor uh, i don't know i, I gotta tell you that that 70 against baltimore is dang impressive because that's one of the better defenses that's what I keep thinking. Like with Miami, it's at Miami. Miami's not, you know, pushover. So that he's going to keep me in it basically the rest of the year, Miami and new Orleans. If I'm in, well, third place game at worst, right. Next week. So. Right. I'm taking whip to win his first championship. I'll put it in paper. I'll put it, I'll stamp it right now. Uh, he's going to win it. He's going to win it all. If savages wins, I'm, I think McCaffrey should be able to come back unless they're just sitting him for the rest of the year too. Like I could well, see why they would do that, but yeah, I, I think on behalf, on behalf of both Mike and I, Gus, we really need you to win this week because we don't want to see that shit. I know. We do uh, not want to see McCaffrey. It's funny. So champions don't want to see new people win. They just want to see previous champions win, right, Gumby? It, sure. I just don't want to see McCaffrey lining up over there. Gus, you are hearing the disrespect that they're throwing at you, right? They'd rather play you. I I hear it. I I just I definitely see it differently. I I, I want winners to keep I mean, winning. Look I look. Here's the thing. If, if you lose, join the club. <laughs> if you lose this week, Gus, there's a very good chance that an 11 and one team could lose to a five and seven team in the Super Duper Bowl, and nobody wants to be that guy. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> But he was a strong five and seventeen. We all knew he was that. a strong five and seven, but he's still five and seven. You know what? Before before I uh, well, he came out this... of nowhere after those losses, and here this guy who you know he needed help to get into the playoffs and got it. So yeah, I know he went on a bad losing streak too. Um, but before I forget, uh, is there any thought to maybe changing that next year? Like, you know, fixing somehow tiebreakers where. You know, you have your division winners that get in, and then if there's four other seeds or four wild cards, it's the four best records than the tiebreakers. Like, does it matter where it comes from? Or should we just keep the history how we've always had it? I think we emulate the NFL who has, you know, division winners and then wild cards in one conference and wild cards in the other. Okay, Dad, that's fine. Records. That means five and seven teams can keep coming in, and if you're a nine and three team one year and you don't make it, Tough titties. Well, you know, you okay I mean, with that? <laughs> I, I, I was, I'm going to say I'm okay with it if we're emulating the NFL structure for playoffs. I, well, I look know. At, look I know. at the NFC East this year. Somebody's going to get in with a losing record. Right. Yeah, but right. that's winning a division. It's not like it's, the wild cards get – well, they could get it too, which is the weird thing. But. Yeah, exactly. So if, if the Washington football team gets in, I think there's a good chance they can beat some of those other division winners the way they've been playing lately. So it's okay. You know, Hey, I, I, I like emulating the NFL, but sometimes I feel like we could still fix it, you know, like to make more sense for these other teams. That's all. I, uh, well, I watch a lot of, M- I watch a lot of MMA, uh, uh, MMA and uh, boxing and I'm a proponent of scoring later rounds higher. Scoring so later rounds higher. It's how you finish the fight, not how you started it. 
Well, then in that case, Savage's definitely shouldn't have been in it. He he lost, I think, three in a row. <laughs> he got in. He had enough points. He got in. I I guess. Who yeah. didn't get in that he that he, you think is better? Well, I'm. Okay, so well, I think, fine, fine. I'll, if, I'll look at the standings because yeah, there's. If there's... the Ramones had paid attention to their lineup, it could have been different. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's one. Although I mean, Savages. They, they have a really good team, and they just – yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just trying to say the whole win-loss record thing, it feels weird when I'm, – I'm, I'm saying this because the other league I'm in, the Dynasty, the USFS. I ended up 8-5, and five, and I'm not in the playoffs because two 6-7 and seven teams got in. So. Were they division winners? Uh, one was, I think. Were they on the – so one had a – was well, were one both was of a different wild card, Jeff. Do you remember? Uh, they're both – wild card i don't remember off the top of my head were they wild cards in another they were wild cards in another conference yes so i was eight and five and there was just so many good teams in the south and north and then yeah it was a six and seven and a six and seven got in so one division winner and then a six and seven it's a different conference so what is it i mean if you get unless you take the wild card the only way other way you do is you take the wild cards from any conference right and well, in our situation, in our situation, who would that have been? Uh, it would have been the same. League. It would have been the same. No, uh, yeah, Ramones would have got in. We got eight playoff teams. Okay, so I, if the Ramones had gotten in, the Ramones' record was. Ramones, are, Ramones yeah. are not a better team than Savages. The better They're team not. made the playoffs, which is kind of what you want, right? Yep, I agree. The, the Ramones, Ramones are not as not good as Savage. It. The Ramones. What is the? What are they at? No. Five? Uh, you, you say he's a better team. That's just because of six points four. Well, what else do we measure their strength by? Is that their record, yes, but you, you only get a good record by scoring a lot of points. Well, what's your last power ranking, Gus? What's the last power ranking show? Yeah, because that's, that's, that's against everybody, right? That's got all the measurements, right? Uh, it does. What's the last one of the regular season? Where the hell is it? Media? Uh, let's see. Savages was this one. Ah, I'll just go to this one. Savages ended up sixth. Ramones was ninth. There you go. So by every measure that we know, Savages is a better team than Ramones. Except for the win-loss record. Right. Right. But I mean, you got to throw that out and say, yeah, but look at the, look at the teams and Savages has a better team than the Ramones and and look who the Ramones played. The Ramones I think played. The system worked. That's the point. Yeah, I agree. And, and the Ramones, uh, I'm going to say it again. They failed to maintain their lineup. Um, the punishment you get is you missed out on the playoffs. Yeah, he could have been in if he'd have put his lineup against me because he would have won. Because he could have started two. He had an opportunity to start two quarterbacks. Would that Absolutely. have got him in the playoffs if he finished seven and six instead of six and? Yes. Um, Yes, he, he would have been in over Jess. And he would have gotten well, his ass kicked, it looks like, because he didn't have a good lineup this past week against you, Joe. Yeah, but th again, he failed to change his lineup. Not that that would have made that much difference, but anyway. No, that's a good point, though, Dad. He, he would have made the playoffs. He would have been 7-5. He would have got his ass kicked in the first round, but not knowing that going in, he still would have said, well, he made the playoffs. So, see what happens. 
<laughs> I've just thrown it out there as an idea. Like I'm fine with this year. I don't mind having to play Savages at five and seven. I just figure, you know, what if you were in the position you were eight and four and didn't get in the playoffs because of five and seven teams? Yeah, you're right. That that does suck. But in this, just in this particular case, right? Um, the Savages made it into the playoffs and they do have a better team. Now, it, the argument would be, um, the argument might be different. Um, I had I had a thought. Keep going. I'll, I'll come back to it in a bit. So I, I think there's something to this, though. In 1990, either I think it was either ni- 1989 or 1990, the, the San Francisco 49ers had a 10-6 and 6 record and did not get into the playoffs. Which Patriots is the most had 11-5 egregious... in that one year that Brady yeah. had. Matt and, and that's because the Saints unexpectedly won that division out of, out of nowhere because the Saints, remember Saints used to be at NFC West a long time ago. And the 49ers didn't get in because of the way the tiebreakers worked out for the wild card spot. So stuff happens, you know, Patriots, you mentioned the Patriots, it happens. Weird shit happens with that stuff. It's just, that's football. Sometimes it's, it comes down to, well, should have won another game. You know, that, and that's, it sucks to say that. And it's, I mean, it, I understand the pain, but, you know, win another game and that's not arguing. But it doesn't well, The thing often. is, the, the example I'm trying to say is like the one for the, the dynasty league I'm in. I went eight and five. The one that got in was six and seven. I won two more games than this other team. Uh, how much more do I need to do? Like, I was just in a, a powerhouse conference and I had the points for. I had a great team. I was only oh, going to get better because I had McCaffrey on the bench waiting to go. That one only has three. You can improve fantasy football because you can make it whatever you want. If you're in the same position, would you not want to basically say, yeah, I'm a great team. I should be able to like still compete. I just got the short end of the stick of where I was uh, put in a division, you know? But if that's the. Well, if you take that away, then conferences don't matter anymore and you might as well not even have conferences. Dude, I agree. And one of the things I proposed in the Dynasty League was. we are a 12 team league, go to 14 teams and then have a 13 week schedule where it's just one huge super division. I I think there's some good argument for that, even at the NFL level, but uh, they're not going to do that because of tradition. Yeah. And I'm fine with NFL staying the way it is, but, and you know, we have our league history and everything. Uh, If if you're going to do that kind of thing, you, you should probably play in a league that doesn't have conferences, just divisions. Yeah. Well, or maybe not even divisions. Just if take we, the top teams and seed them. If yeah, we have people that. leaving this year and we're, we're, we were at 16 and we dropped down to 14 or whatever, I don't even want to add two more teams. I think let's change it to 14 and we, we can fix that. So. Are we losing uh, well, two? I don't know. Does it look we're, like we're losing two? I don't think so. No, I don't. I, don't, I think we only really have one, one owner who's on uh, – a question mark and you know i think if we work hard at it we may be able to flip that to uh to a okay i'll stay in um we'll have to see how that goes but um but i know i agree with i think a 14 team league would be would be pretty cool too but i also like to see it play itself out a little bit and see you know we've we've been at 16 teams for two years um why don't we give it another year and see what happens? And if it looks like things are normalized a little bit, then we give it another year and we'll go from, from there. We've only been doing this for a couple of years. And I'm, I think we just kind of got to get our feet under ourselves and understand it. I don't think this happens that often either. It's, it's not a common occurrence where, you know, right. a, a team with a, a better record makes it into the playoffs over a team that has 
or a team with a worse record makes the playoffs than a team with a better one could have. I don't know if that really happens all that often. It's un, it's unusual. Um, I, I, I just want to throw it out there for anyone who ha- has to go through it. I think Smuffs went through it one year. Hookham went through it one year. I'm going through it in the dynasty. It, it's going to happen. It will happen again if, if we don't at least throw it out there for people to think about. What what would be like we talked about in the in the USFS of of and it was just thrown out there and shot down, but expanding the playoff pool from uh, whatever it is six to eight, um, that wouldn't work. Because yeah, I, I get David made a good point. He said you know it really cheapens you know the playoffs, and I, I agree. Um, but that's a twelve team league. What about in a sixteen team league? And eight team means eight teams made the playoffs. That means half the teams make the playoffs. Wait, yeah, we already I mean, have eight teams that make the playoffs. We do two, four. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. We no, what you're suggesting is maybe eight. 10. And if you do yeah. that, you're basically saying it's almost like the NFL now where you have seven seeds on each side and there's one bye week now for the AFC and NFC or one team that gets it. Yeah. I guess we could think about that. I don't know. Uh, Actually, I don't think that really works. 10 teams yeah. and then you'd have two teams off. You'd have your weird seating I, I don't know i'm not sure that we have, have like works. two weeks of buys and that that's that's not cool but uh, but in yeah. fantasy in fantasy that's that's putting a playoff game up near the end of the regular season right. where teams may rest people and you know you could be really fucked yeah you're absolutely correct that's um yeah that, we don't want to do that either um i i guess it just sounds like y'all are fine with having an eight and five nine and three season one year and if you don't make the playoffs that just it, it is what it is right that's what i'm hearing if that's the structure of the league that's the structure of the league fair enough i just if if y'all don't want to avoid that situation happening to you that's fine i i, I, like- I personally don't want it to happen to me i would hate to go eight and four i had like the fourth best record or fifth best record in the conference I'm in, but I just got screwed, you know. You got a raw deal in the USFS, and that's that's only again, like you put it, it was just a powerhouse conference that year or this year, um, and you know. But on the other hand, you know the teams that did make the playoffs, the wild cards um, on that side, you know, Monty's team is very good. Bonnie has a fantastic defense and that his, his defensive lineup um, can take over a game. Uh, and on the other side, you got Pete who his team, his record does not reflect how good he is. I mean, he's, he has stockpiled so much talent on his team that I, I'm going to find it really tough to say that he can't win at all, even though he's got a, whatever six and seven record going into the playoffs. Um, that, that just sucks. But on the flip side, like I said before, the system kind of worked because both those teams are really good that made the playoffs, even though they, they didn't have as good a record as you did. Um, I know what you're talking about. And I, I, I'm sure it's going to happen to all of us at one point or another, but I don't know how common that is that it, that it occurs. Like last year, I don't think this is a, a situation. Year, be, year before, I don't think that happened. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it's well, really rare. Didn't that, that five that and seven team in our league, didn't that five and seven team just knock off a nine and three? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they did. So <laughs> record doesn't but, make it much. Uh, I, I'm just saying. I think Ramones ends up going to a different. Whatever. It's fine. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna beat a dead horse. So. 
All right, fellas. Uh, anything else? Uh, Who plays tonight? Is there a game tonight? Yes. Who plays? Oh, fuck, it's Thursday. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, you know, the schedule's so weird now. You have Thursday games, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday. We got games every week, every day now. Is yeah. it the Rams? Looking right now. Uh, yeah, we got the uh, Patriots at the Rams. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that's better than most Thursday night games. I'll just say. I that. don't know. There's been some good Thursday night games this year. Really? Yeah, yeah. I like I to thought... watch the Thursday games. They're the only ones that are in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is. The NFL should have already fixed that, but whatever. I, I, so you know how the Steelers played this past Monday, and then <clears throat> Buffalo was right after. They should move to having two Monday games like every year. Or what yeah, I mean that'd be good. Two Monday games every week from this point on. That'd be good. Awesome starting it at 4 o'clock our time. I guess that's 3 o'clock your time, Gumby. But still, you'd be able to end a work day, tune in. Yeah, I, could, I get off at 2, so. Oh, well, there you go. Like, it's it sounds awesome to me, like, to have two. Yeah, yeah they, uh, the Thursday night games used to be a lot of fun, especially uh, – they, I don't know if they're still doing it this year because I haven't really messed with it, but Amazon would stream them on Amazon Prime and you could select which commenters you wanted to listen to. That's right. And, That's awesome. and they, they, had the, they had these two guys from the UK, English one. They had this Scottish dude and this English dude that were freaking phenomenal to watch a game with. Yeah, they, oh, look at him go. He's a nun among boys. He's bowling them over <laughs> left and right. Look at him go. That's awesome. Looking awesome. That's cool. Hey, speaking yeah. of music, uh, Jeff, have you been practicing Hotel California? Yeah. I uh, I laid it down on a garage band. I got most of it done, and uh, I'm I'm working on some of the leads in it. But you know, it's pretty clean. It sounds pretty good. Uh, I had Ayanna um, sing the song. Of course, she started laughing halfway through it. But uh, I'll send it to you when I finish up these leads and shit. Sounds pretty good, actually. Sounds yeah, send good. it over. I, I've got the, uh, like, I'm not doing any of the finger picking or the arpeggio style. It's just playing the chords, but the chords, right. I got them right. I don't have the chorus memorized, but the entire, like, the verses and everything, I've got that all down. Yeah, it's easy enough. I'll show you some more on that. Cool. I want to teach you the uh, the actual ending. That's good for finger practice and yeah. dexterity, you know? I'll show you. Yeah, that. I want to learn that part. The whatever I don't know what the, the full lead is, but that's the part. Yeah, and then we can do the full guitar when we play it. I'll show you that. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Cool. All right, y'all. Uh, good luck to everyone who's still in it. Still yep. Good luck, y'all. Yep. Have a good week. Likewise. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll take care, right. guys. See y'all later. later.